Yeah, one of the hardest things of starting a business is limited access to capital. And in 99% of the cases, the easiest way to overcome that is to learn and start doing it yourself. Evaluate the market you're trying to solve. Start building even a prototype of the concept that you want to make, whether it's a physical product or digital product and start finding other team members and individuals to help you do that. Inspire them to become passionate about what you are passionate about. Welcome back to the Venturing Out Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Fontaine, and I will be co-hosted by Erica Gibbon. We are joined again by Bryce Jers, founder and CEO of the Odyssey Project. If you haven't listened to Bryce's first episode, I encourage you to go give that episode a listen. In that episode, Bryce outlines what the Odyssey Project is and how he's trying to humanize technology and engage everybody in commerce. Bryce is an incredibly influential young leader in Waco and Austin and is a friend of the show. Glad to have Bryce back. Bryce, thanks for joining us again. We're excited to have you back. We're glad that we were able to elaborate more on what the Odyssey Project is, what you're doing to solve this problem of friction in the payment stack, what your business model looks like, and how you're generating that awareness. This is the portion now where we talk about your general experience as an entrepreneur. Um, And let's just start by diving into what some of the original obstacles that you faced are um, that stand in the way of being a young entrepreneur and of successful companies and how you've dealt with those. Maybe some examples of limited access to capital, uh, no cash flow at the beginning, a lack of experience if there were any. Um, but just elaborate, help us understand what what some of those may be. Yeah, one of the hardest things in starting a business is limited access to capital. And in 99% of the cases, the easiest way to overcome that is to learn and start doing it yourself, right? Evaluate the market you're trying to solve start building uh, even a prototype of the concept that you want to make, whether it's a physical product or a digital product, and start finding other team members and individuals to help you do that. Inspire them to become passionate about what you're passionate about. And if you're not passionate about the idea or concept and you're just in it to make a lot of money, that's fine and you may be successful, but the, the biggest success in starting a business is when you're doing it because it's something you believe in and you're passionate about it. You'll find that the long, hard nights of burning the midnight oil uh, become easier because you're excited and passionate about the idea. And a very, very key thing that a lot of people don't think about when starting a business is when you are bringing on those initial team members, right? You know, you might mesh and be great in the beginning, but down the road, you might start to see differences you and, and your fellow co-founders. And 
what I recommend is setting up where you're not just distributing equity to everyone right away, but you can set up vesting schedules and clawback agreements so that you know everyone continues to earn into the company equity. So if you don't have capital, a way to compensate someone is through equity in the business. So they have an ownership stake, they're a part of it in there with you. And to keep them interested, keep them involved, they continue to get more equity over time. And what that allows you to do is it it allows to, you to protect yourself, but it also lets other founders protect themselves if you're no longer interested in the business and you want to go away. You don't necessarily lose your shares, uh, but you don't continue to earn shares over time, and they can go on and, and make it successful. And so it's compensating people for the work that they've done so far, but not you know in perpetuity for forever, because you'll need to continue to find resources to grow what you're building, whether it's investment uh, blood, sweat, and tears, and, and bring the organization to fruition. And, you know, legal, touching on this point, legal is one of the most important aspects uh, in starting a business. And there's a lot of resources out there. There's a really good business down in Texas, down here in Austin, called Zen Business. Uh, it, they're online. They can help you form your organization and register it. Uh, a lot of tech businesses register in Delaware as a Delaware C Corp due to IP protections. When you do that, you do have to register with the Texas um, Secretary of State as well, operating as a foreign corporation in Texas, uh, even though you're registering in Delaware. And so there's little things like this that can make a big difference if you do them correctly in the beginning of forming the company uh, that can help prevent obstacles down the road. You know, it is funny listening to Bryce talk about forming C-Corps and foreign corporations in other states non-domestic or, or domestic, public versus private, and how it benefits you as an entrepreneur to be aware of how you should and or should not incorporate your own business. It's funny, I listened to this after taking business law with David Reed, and it's all starting to make sense now after that, uh, that we've actually covered it. Um, but maybe another lesson to our listeners is some of the stuff that we learn in class is actually applicable. I mean, you're hearing Bryce utilizing what he's learned um, in his entrepreneurial journey and how that's actually something that we've covered just in our typical Baylor business curriculum. Um, It may just be a slight reminder, maybe it's just me nerding out, but it really ties into how important education is. I want to take another break, too, to remind you If you're not subscribed already, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date with all of our episodes and speakers. Make sure that you're not missing any information. Also, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Baylor Venturing Out. That's where we post all of our new episodes and links and keep you updated with all of our content. Um, That's also how we can connect you to our speakers. We have some really cool speakers doing some really cool things, and we don't want you to miss out. So if you haven't, go and subscribe and follow our Instagram and follow our LinkedIn group too uh, to stay up to date with venturing out as well. Back to Bryce. Yeah, so Bryce, you know, starting from the ground up on any brand new idea presents a lot of challenges and I know there can be a very vast learning curve um, as you step into that new project. So tell me, what have been some of the more profound lessons that you've learned 
while working on the Odyssey project? Yeah, well, the biggest thing is continuous learning, right? Things uh, change very, very quickly today. Being able to adapt and pivot is huge. So we have a very, very big idea and concept that we want to execute on. And we started executing on everything right away, right? And, and we knew there was a possibility of boiling the ocean, doing too much too fast. And as we started to run out of resources, we took a hard look at our products and services and found a way to pivot and hone in on a specific market. And even though it's not realizing our entire vision right away, we're able to take you know, different milestones and steps towards where we ultimately want to be. And, and that, that can be very, very critical uh, to the success or failure uh, of a venture, is, is making sure that you have these concrete steps to get to the vision and that it's okay not to do the entire vision right away. And another thing when starting a business, you know, you may be working for another company and it might be your side hustle when you're first starting out. A very important thing to consider is if you are working for a large company is getting a carve out in your employment agreement. So this can really hurt some individuals when they start an idea, a great idea and concept. And even though they may be working outside of their normal business hours, uh, especially today with COVID when a lot of people are working remote, the line is blurred between when you're working for the co corporation you work for and when you're not. And most employment agreements give anything that you build, that IP, that intellectual design is owned by the large corporation you're working for. So it's important to do things like carve out parts of your employment agreement. If it doesn't directly conflict with the organization you work for, it's a fresh idea, they, they are typically willing to say, yeah, we'll, we'll do a carve out for you. Because the worst thing that can happen is you're doing this amazing side hustle, it's starting to grow, you want to quit your full-time nine to five job and realize that this great thing you've been working on is owned by the corporation due to an employment contract that you had. And so that's, that's another very big thing to consider when being an entrepreneur. Now, you know, as a college individual, uh, starting something out of college, you don't have that concern, but as you enter into the workplace, especially in your young career days, it's, it's an important legality to consider. And even if it's not during your nine to five and you are an hourly employee, but if you're considered a key employee, which means you're highly skilled at a specific tax, task and critical to the success of a specific organization, you can also fall under that uh, category where the corporation could own your intellectual property if you don't have a carve out in place. Interesting. I, I mean, we've seen, <laughs> if you've ever seen the, um, the show Silicon Valley, I remember that was, that was something that was presented on, on an early episode was he had the protagonist, I forgot his name. What was his name, Bryce? There was, um, there's Galvin Belson. What's the main guy's name? Anyways, he started he started working on Pied Piper, this 
this business that he was creating on a Huli computer, or he had gotten caught uh, like converting a single audio file. And at that point, he was under the time of Huli and was legally bound to his employment contract, as Bryce had said. And Huli took ownership of this business. And that was kind of the part of the episode was how does he get out of this legal contract or where do we define who has ownership of intellectual property? Um, so what Bryce is saying is incredibly important. And I, something I hadn't considered is getting that carve out. And so as we're looking to transition from student entrepreneurship at a college or university to full-time entrepreneurship or even part-time entrepreneurship, the importance of checking all legal backgrounds and getting that carve out. Bryce, you had talked about uh, earlier doing what you're passionate about and whether you're passionate about the product or service that you're offering or simply in it for the money, either is okay, but being young, you have to possess, being young, you have to possess an intense drive to continue through the challenges that you're faced with. And so what fuels you to wake up every morning and continue working on the Odyssey project? Part of it is just my personality type. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with Meyer Briggs, 16 personalities, but uh, I'm an INFJ. And so it, I have this intense drive to do things because I feel other people's emotions a lot as well. I have this in tune sense of, you know, this sympathy with others. Um, and when I see people struggling and it's a problem that I think I can fix, I, I want to fix it, right? You know, we were all given different gifts and the ability to, you know, take advantage of those gifts in, in the mission of helping others I think is, is the whole purpose of why we're here, right? There's, there's, there's never someone who's the smartest person in the room because everyone is passionate about something else, right? They're experts in maybe who the 1984 best player of the Cubs were or something, right? Or someone may be a perfect uh, computer programmer and, and so forth. And we all have these different passions and goals. And for us to be able to share those through a business with other individuals and help them reach their passion and goals, that, that's what really drives me is this ability to make, even if it's a small, tiny impact, a difference in each person's life that I touch today and tomorrow and every day. And that's really what continues to push me to building the Odyssey Project and any other future business is this ability, one, to share what I have with the world, but also in doing so, help others share what they have. So I think we can all relate on the fact that starting a business can be very, very intimidating. Um, and a lot of students, when they're starting out their business, they really don't know where to go to learn and how to get started. So what would be your advice to a student that's not sure how to get started or where to begin and where should they go to learn more about being an entrepreneur? Yeah, so 
one on just starting a business idea and concept. Um, you can start with something called a business model canvas. It's like a one-page business plan, basically, and you can just search business model canvas. I know strategizer.com has some available. Um, it allows you to get your ideas and, and the different aspects of your, your business down on a single piece of paper. And then once you kind of have your idea together, you know what you want to do, especially for college students, reach out to resources at your business school, right? Baylor, as I mentioned earlier, has a ton of resources, mentors, people to guide you on your journey to help you out. You can also uh, research on udemy.com. Um, Udemy has a lot of courses. There's a lot of podcasts out there as well to learn about you know, starting your business, how to kickstart it into gear. And you can always reach out to clubs as well uh, in your community, like with the Chamber of Commerce. There's usually a lot of things for startups and small business, especially here in Texas, you know, the Waco Chamber of Commerce, Austin, Dallas has a lot of resources. And then, you know, independent student organizations like the Baylor Entrepreneurship Club as well. So understanding that there, there are a lot of resources out there, um, whether they're as you had indicated, organizations, clubs, incubator programs, accelerator programs, which are also very willing to help because they want to see you succeed as it benefits them and their community as well. From a singular entrepreneurial perspective, what types of crucial skills have you found that bode well for entrepreneurs and their success? It's very important to have interpersonal skills. You're going to be dealing with a lot of personalities when running an organization. And it is very important as an entrepreneur to understand that different people work in different ways and find ways to help people excel with their strengths, right? And mesh together well in a group. Uh, it's also important to be adaptable because when you're first starting out a business, you're doing every job, right? And once you have a team with you, everyone is doing many things. They may have one specific focus, but you need to be able to be in a continuous learner. It is learning different skills and tasks all the time, being able to get your hands dirty, dive in and, and do the work. If, if you don't kind of have this, you know, grit and drive to do multiple things, uh, it, it's going to be hard, right? It's going to be hard to, you know, not get burned out. Or, or not get stressed out. And so it, it, some very important skills to have. Also time management, right? Being able to have a clear way of how you manage skills and tasks that you're working on. Uh, if you don't, it can become again, very, very overwhelming. If you just look at, these are all the things I have to do. There's so many things I have to do right now. It, it's gonna burn you out. And so you need to be able to take it task by task and have some type of schedule structured schedule and task system in place. So you can stay on top of things, things don't get lost in the mix and you don't get burned out. Burn, burnout is one of the top reasons that individuals or startups can fail at what they're doing. Yeah, I think that's something we can all relate to. We've all been there at some point in time. It's great lessons to learn about keeping it up and keep pushing forward with grit and perseverance as you're facing those adverse challenges. So, you know, beyond that, for any young entrepreneurs, I know you've been so successful and you've kind of done what a lot of people are aspiring to do, which is being successful and starting an idea. 
So tell me, what advice do you have for our young entrepreneurs listening as they're looking to start their own business? Find a really great mentor. Mentors are extremely valuable. And, you know, they don't have to be a specific age or in a specific industry, but diversity in experiences helps build any individual, whether it's a business or just personal, uh, you know, ambitions that you're trying to achieve. Having other people that have had their own stories, their own, you know, paths they went down and ran into obstacles and solved problems can help you not make the same mistakes or experience the same rewards and successes as your mentor. And so I'd, I'd, you know, my last really important piece of advice is find a really great mentor to help guide you. And you can have multiple and they can, you can have mentors for different things, but make sure that you have a great mentor and also focus on your health. I know it seems completely unrelated, but by having good health practices, good sleep schedules, good nutrition, you know, the body fuels the mind, right? And if you focus on your health, it, it will pay dividends uh, because there'll be long, stressful nights, as I said earlier, and many obstacles. By having a clear mind, good sleep, it, it will get you ready and prepared to handle those challenges. Absolutely. I agree that health is incredibly important, but also mentorship that really related and res- resonated with me is that something I continuously try to turn to as I'm starting my early career. Um, So I want to thank you for being a mentor to all of our young listeners and their first mentor into this journey as they begin starting their their own businesses and stepping out. I know that can be challenging, but I want to thank you for stepping back into that mindset that you had in your early career and being a mentor to those who are looking to do the same. Thank you guys for having me. And I hope some of this insight uh, helps someone else out. It's incredibly evident to me, at least, and hopefully to you, how much Bryce truly cares about people. Um, Throughout his experience as an entrepreneur, he's obviously done so much, but a lot of what he's doing now is, I mean, it's servant leadership focused, it's redemptive entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, it's social entrepreneurship, and, but he's also doing it for profit as well, and that's such a testament to entrepreneurship in general, how it can be for profit, but the center of what we do is to provide value for people. And that's exactly what Bryce is doing. And so I'm very thankful to know Bryce and I know we are at the show and I I hope you listening can take everything that Bryce has told you or, or provided you through insight and turn it into a way to create value for others because we need more entrepreneurs like Bryce. Uh, thank you again for listening. We're glad that you're here. If you haven't already subscribed to the show, give our other episodes a listen too. We have a lot of speakers that provide quite a bit of insight and they have a lot to share. So thank you again. And we can't wait to see you next time.